What's up, everybody? Welcome to Keeping Score with Tim Jordan and Brian Cow, where we keep you up to date with all things sports. Today, we actually have a special guest for you guys. I know you guys heard about him in our last episode, our boy Zayway. Hey, how's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, Zayway here, longtime friend. Let's get into this. First and foremost, I want to thank all the listeners for giving us feedback, positive and negative. We'll take it all. It was amazing. All nine of you guys. (laughs) It was great. But what came out of episode one is we got a sponsor. You believe that, Tim? Already? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Marvelous Auto Detailing. Man, this kid is a self-starter. He built this business from the ground up, and now he's becoming a major success. Yeah, kid out of Frisco, he does it all. Foam washing, ceramic coating, paint correction. If your whip is looking whack, he'll fix all of that. And don't forget to follow him on Instagram at marvelous.autodetailing. Send him a DM. Get that whip fixed today. And that's not hyperbole. Kid does a great job. Kid does a great job. But, side note. You know that's his real name? Marvelous? Like government? His parents name him that? Yeah. They set him up. Because I seen him. Kid's not impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's auto detailing is. Yes, sir. Hey, Marv, um, that little crack, that was just a joke for the podcast. Please don't scratch my whip. Also, follow us on Instagram at tnb.podcast. That's like R&B, but tnb. That podcast. Smooth as can be. Let's go. That brings us on to our next subject. We have to recap last week. Jeez, Tim. Bloodbath. 0-4. Explain that. Yeah. I went with my heart, and my heart left me broken. Sam. <laughs> That's going to be the last time I go with my heart again. I'm going to have to go with my brain next time. If I told you a player was 4 for 9 in field goals, in a conference semifinal elimination game, would you think that was a bench player? Definitely. Well, that player's name is James Harden, and he played 43 minutes, 11 points, 4 rebounds, 9 assists. And this is the second best player on the team. He scored 11 points. The Euro step wasn't working. The step back wasn't working. And this is from a shooter. He scored two points, or not two points, he shot two shots but in the second was he, half. Was he really trying? Ah, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he was. Two shots in the second half. None of them went in. No, he was, Doc he was, Rivers should have took him out. Yeah, he was trying. He was trying to lose that game. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah. James yeah. Harden hasn't been James Harden in years, guys. Years. This does not surprise me at all. Guys, fat, lazy, out of shape. Doesn't care about basketball anymore. If he ever did. I don't don't know, man. Guy seems like he cares more about strip clubs and eating wings. All he wants to do is eat wings and FTVs. That's all. And maybe that's good for him, but he he shouldn't bring that to the basketball court. But enough with these non factor players, if you could call him a player. Enough with these non factors. Let's talk about the real players on the court. And the best player on the court was Jimmy Buckets. Guy's a pure winner. When the playoffs start, Jimmy turns a switch on and he becomes playoff Buckets. Uh, great coaching, though. 
Great coaching by Eric. For sure. And it comes all the way, it comes all the way from the top. The OG, the gangster in the front office, Pat Riley. It trickles down from him. The guy's an OG, and he knows winners. And he, he picked a good one in Jimmy Buckets. And you know who's the most mad? Joel Embiid. They have like a bromance for years. Even in the post-game uh, post interview, Jimmy Buckets said he wishes he was still on Joel Embiid's team. And you know... You know that doesn't sit well with Joel because the Sixers. Tobias Harris over me? Exactly. Uh. Exactly. That says it all. That's why Miami's going to the next round and Philly's Philly. Garbage. Garbage. Straight up. I couldn't I couldn't phrase it better myself. Speaking of garbage, let's talk about the rubbish of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I mean your two best players, your two best players, CP3. Let's take a look at his stats. Choke. He had Choke. 10 four points, assists. four assists. This is this is your point guard. 10 points, four assists, and a plus minus of 39. Sorry, not a plus minus of 39, a minus of 39. Yes, sir. This is, this is your point guard. And then your shooting guard. And Devin Booker had 11 points, two assists, and a plus-minus of 41. The two combined had six assists in the game and 21 points? These are your two best players, and you get blown out, as expected, with these numbers. It seems like CP3 is the exact opposite of Buckets. When the playoffs start, CP3 turns it off. I don't get it. It's, It's... He's never going to win a championship playing like this. CP3 in the playoffs is a Baker Mayfield of the NBA. He makes everybody around him worse. How can you have this kind of performance in an elimination game at your house? Terrible. All, all that work for home court advantage to lose by 40 points? Get out of here. And just like... Tim, you're going to eat your crows for being 0-4. I'm going to have to eat my crow. All right? I said Devin Booker was the closest thing to Kobe Bryant, and you know what? I tarnished that man's name. I should never bring up Devin Booker and Kobe Bryant again, and I apologize to Kobe Bryant, Vanessa Bryant, and the whole Bryant family. Kobe would never lose that bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not only would Kobe not lose that bad, he will shoot way more than 14 shots in this game. And Devin Booker made 3 of 14 on the field. 3 of 14. Kobe would miss a lot of shots yeah, in the shooter. game. He would be a volume shooter, but he will not take 14 shots. Not in a game seven, and when your team is down that much, he came up small, both of them. CP3 and Devin Booker came up so small in this playoffs. They didn't want to win. No, nah, yeah. nah, I didn't. Yeah. But you know what? The whole team played like James Harden, I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. They did. But let's talk about the real star, Luka Doncic. Yo, yo, Michael Jordan, I mean, Luka Doncic. He's averaging 31 points, the second highest career scoring in the playoffs, just behind the GOAT, LeBron, I mean, Michael Jordan. <laughs> I love how you fit that in. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Luca played great. I wouldn't compare him to Jordan, 
definitely wouldn't compare him to LeBron, but hell, he's having a great playoff run right now. And like I stated previously, Luka Doncic is the best player on either team, and he made a big difference. But I also said it was going to come down to a few possessions. I could not have been more wrong. The game was over Yo. after the first quarter. Yo, that was ridiculous. That was ridiculous. They destroyed them. They, like you said last podcast, how the Warriors were going to destroy Memphis. Dallas destroyed Phoenix. They don't play like a, they don't play like an underdog. Yo, but, but the thing I want to go back to is Luka. This man, he, he been playing with grown men since he was what, like 15, 16? If not younger. If not younger. He, he knows how to play with these grown men and he not playing around. The one thing that I'm playing. really impressed with. Luca came into the league like I said before. He comes, he comes very calm, and he knows how to play the game. Nobody can speed him up. He plays at his own pace. Yeah. He dictates the pace every time he has the ball. Yo, just like you said last time, he plays like that old man on the court. He comes in and he does his thing. Gets and buckets. this young, this young man is playing. Like a straight veteran. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe that's because he's been playing with grown men since he was like 12. All right. On to the next series. Boston and Milwaukee. Another stunner, but obviously not to me because I picked Boston. You know, I'm going to gloat on this a little bit more. Tatum, Brown, and Smart. Those big three came up like a big three. They won them the series. I mean, honestly, I don't feel like uh, Antetokounmpo had any support. You're right. You're right. He lost his best uh, or his, his, his teammate in... Yeah, Middleton. Yeah. Middleton, Chris Middleton. Even though I don't think he's the... He's no, a Chris Middleton, Middleton isn't... He's he's a good supplemental player. Yeah, he compliments... To Giannis. He uh, compliments Giannis like, extremely well. Literally, like you said, Celtics had the best team play. And I feel like the Bucks couldn't really get their good team play together because they didn't have their two-star players. I mean, everybody else played really well. Psych! Giannis played really well. <laughs> Giannis played really well every single game. He had no support. He's a monster. Yeah. It was, let's be honest, like like we say with, with LeBron, it was the L.A. Bronze. It was the Giannis Bucks. Like, there was nobody else playing with him. He, he did it all himself. Yeah. I mean, he's a two two time yeah two time MVP for a reason, right? And they had they had a really good run with playing one versus five. And I think the star of the series or the best player in the series, you have to give it to Jason Tatum. Jason Jason is, and I hope this is not a curse. He is <laughs> the closest thing to Kobe Bryant, and I could hey, I stand by that. That's His a bold performance. Statement. That's a very bold statement. Yeah, but I stand by that because you know what? He showed me something this series. He showed me something, and I think his, his, his I, I know his star is bright, for sure. Hey, episode three, don't take that back, because this, this is not, the second. Don't take it back. I'm just saying, it's I'm, I'm engraving it in stone right now. Don't yeah. take that back. But to me, my favorite player that came out of this series was Big Al Horford, Alfonso Horford. They saw the old man playing how he did against Giannis, getting a big old throwdown. That's what ignited the whole team to me. Like, they saw how determined this old man was, and the whole team wanted to just rally behind him. And I yeah, think I think Al Horford was, was like, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? He was Catalyst. the he was the catalyst. He was the momentum that pushed this team forward. And I feel like in the locker room, Al Horford was talking to all the players and just pushing everybody to be great. And we saw it in Game Seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he played he played like a man on fire for sure. Al Horford really turned back the the hands of time. Yeah, and. I, I wouldn't say he got the best of Giannis because Giannis was getting off. Oh, that, that's true. That's true. But he he seems like a player that really fits with Boston's whole scheme. I know he's bounced around in Philadelphia. Man, Philadelphia really does not know how to coach their players, huh? They don't. Yeah, Doc Rivers, man. He has to take an L on this one. But Al Horford did not I mean, but I, I wouldn't necessarily say Doc Rivers has to take an L on this one because... You're dealing with James Harden. We know his we know his past. James Harden, he plays in a team he wants to be comfortable with, and then once he's uncomfortable, what does he do? He does James Harden and he just decides he doesn't want to play anymore. Yeah, throws games. Nobody can convince me I that he feel was like, playing. Yeah. I kinda feel like James Harden is betting on the games he's playing in. Yeah. The way he's like playing, that. that's it seems like that. But Doc Rivers to me is not a good coach. I'm sorry. Yeah. And you know what? I take that back. I'm not even sorry. Jane hey. Doc Rivers, you're not a good coach, man. <laughs> All right? All right. I'll, and that brings me, Al Horford really fits in with Boston's scheme. Idoka, for, uh, the, the, who, who is a good coach for uh, the Celtics, they seem to jive really well. That whole team, Al Horford, Tatum, Brown, Smart. I mean, it's a reason I pick them to go to the final. Any points on that, uh, on this series? To piggyback off of what you were saying, I don't see Miami beating the Celtics. And you called it. You called it in the first podcast. Celtics is going to go to the finals, and I'm going to have to jump on that Celtics train, and we riding all the way to the finals. Yeah. Let's go Celtics. Miami is a great team, and Jimmy Buckets has been electric this whole championship run. But, unfortunately, it's going to end in the finals. Of the conference. That's why you're the wrong. Celtics. That's why you're wrong. Oh, you got Miami in it. That's not Miami's a bad pick. going far. Yeah. They, they're going to go all the way. That, that's not a bad pick. Jimmy Buckets and Tatum is going to be the matchup of the conference yep. finals for sure. Yeah. Mark my words, listeners. The Celtics will sweep Miami. Wow. I don't in the that. conference finals. Yeah, I definitely don't think it. I'll take, I'll take that bet any day. And I love your strategy with going with me on, on these picks. <laughs> you got to break that losing streak somehow, right? Yeah, but this is keeping score, guys. We, we hold our, ourselves accountable. We're not like these talking heads who say something crazy and then next week say another thing crazy. We're going to come back to this table. Yep. And you're going to eat the crow. And Tim is having a... F- I'm going to stick to my word. Right now, I'm 0-4. Garbage. Celtics all the way. Yeah, you're hot garbage, man. Um, yeah, it's going to be competitive. It's definitely going to be a seven-game series. But enough with that. Nah. Let's talk about Golden State Warriors and the Memphis Grizzlies. Another win in my book. What does that make me? Oh, I think it's 4-0. I think it's 4-0. Hey, I'm Jose, not going to lie. Is it 4-0, Jose? You, you got me on me. this one. You got me on this one. You no, got I got you on all of them. No, I mean, I, that's what I meant. You got me on this one, this round, this whole round. You got me. You ain't gotta, you ain't gotta rub it in. Oh, like, hey, you you mean Tim do, doesn't know basketball? 
I'm hey. sorry. Yeah, I mean, obviously, his record 0-4 shows that, right? <laughs> hey, you ain't got to rub it in. Like I said, you ain't got to rub it in. But I'm just saying, like, I went with my heart on this one, and I put my heart all in Memphis. And again, it left me heartbroken. Hey, much love to Morat, though. Much love. But I will say, I will say, Memphis plays better without Ja. They played better without Ja. In the 21 games without Ja, they, they had a 90% win rating. And then when they were with Ja, they had a 60% win rating. Of course, they went 19 and 2 and 37 and 25, but the odds are crazy, especially when you see what they did against Golden State when they switched up the lineup. Like, they played the best game they played in the playoffs without Ja. I have a theory on that, honestly. When you're missing your best player, you have to play more team basketball. So playoffs, baby. Yeah, playoffs. These guys, these guys know. I, you know what? And I give it up to the the head coach. Without Ja, he's Yo. made great adjustments. But yes, the head coach definitely played a big factor in that game, switching up the lineup and making the correct adjustments. It just didn't work out in Game Six. Yeah, just for I mean, one game that Game Five was. Uh, well, I mean, that was terrible by the Warriors' part. They were they were out of it right away, but. In Game 6, like Tim, you alluded to, they made the proper adjustments. They got Looney back in the starting lineup. Mainly yep. because uh, Stephen, yeah, Draymond, Stephen. I want him in. Uh-huh. They I talked to Mike in. Brown, and they got it done. But but can, can I just bring light to one situation? Go ahead. What's going on with Steph Curry in this playoffs? I feel like... He he's not he's not playing Steph Curry basketball yeah, like all year he's been off. It's yeah, it's he's, he's been off all year. It's it's something it's something in his mentality. Yes, he's he's not Stephen Curry. This is not the guy we've seen play. Yeah, he's uh, uh, he's having the worst season of his career so far. He's under forty yeah. percent from the three point line. And this makes me think that maybe there was some truth to this controversy between like. Him and his relationship, like, I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe no, it. No, I'm, I'm saying I don't. Me personally, I'd be devastated if, if, if it was he, true. He does it for the team. Yeah, lose for the. He plays bad for the team. No, he's winning for the. I'm team. cutting that off. I mean, it could be that. It could be that his parents broke up, or it could be That's he's true. just getting a little bit older, and he's. Or it could be just having an off year. He can't be perfect forever. I, I wouldn't. It wouldn't. That's a good point. It wouldn't surprise me if next year he comes in and he shoots forty two percent from the three point line. The 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 guy is a stone cold killer. Three god. Yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime, I agree with you on that one. Like LeBron James said, when he gets out of his car in the parking lot, you gotta get a man yeah. on him, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's dangerous. He changes the way you play basketball. The gravity. You have to have at least three guys. Looking at yeah. Stephen Curry. Yeah, I agree with you. And I wouldn't be surprised, even if he was on the bench, somebody has a spot. Somebody guarding him. him, right? Yeah, somebody guarding him somebody on the bench. Somebody's guarding him. And this is the only time you will ever hear me say something positive about the Warriors. It's when it's about Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry is the only good thing on the Warriors, in, in my eyes. I mean, he started on the bench for the few games on the playoff. Yeah, you know what? And, that, and that's, that's pride. That's a team player yeah. right there. And a, a, a winner. All right, he puts he puts his team over his needs, which to me means that he's a leader. One, two, he's a he's a winner, and three, a champion. And we'll see that in the next round. But 
Uh, Zay, I, kn I know you had a point that you brought up earlier in our pre-show. This is not a new rivalry. Yeah, I felt like this playoff battle has been there. You know, back when uh, Mike Connolly and Zach Randolph, Mark Gasol, Memphis was always a tough fight. Yeah, I mean, that's never an easy series. And Memphis last year knocked us out of the playoffs. That's going to be a bitter, bitter rivalry for years to come. So it's a start of a new you know what this kind of reminds me of, like that it could evolve to back when uh the warriors and the jazz were playing except it's the other way around when i remember the the we believe season every time with the warriors i can't believe i said we this is when i used to be a warriors fan but every time we get to the playoffs it would be the the jazz that would usually knock us off in the we believe and i hated the jazz because of that and this kind of reminds me of that, but it's the flip-flop. Yeah. But let's give it up to the Warriors. The Warriors won this. Yeah. It was not given to them. People say, oh, if Ja wasn't hurt. Yeah, if Ja wasn't hurt, it's a different series. But you I know what? Bring up that meme. Bring up that meme. Yeah. But no, I mean, not, not, not to, like, cut you guys off, but I hate it when people, like, bring up injuries in basketball and football and any sport in general. It happens. It's, it happens. You... You can't, you can't like. It's a team sport. You can't. Exactly. You, know, yeah. you can't like say we lost because of an injury. They lost because they lost. Memphis played really well without Ja, but they lost because they lost. No, they lost because they weren't the best team on the court. The best team exactly. on the court was the Warriors. Let's talk exactly. about the narrative that Memphis was going to dominate them, physically dominate them. And, and they did, though. They did. They did for a while for spurts, but they got out-rebounded in the game six, 70 yeah, Golden to State, 56. Golden State adjusted very, very well in game six after game five. But it's just not a one-game thing. Just like game five wasn't a one-game thing. In the series, the Golden State Warriors out-rebounded Memphis. Now, Andrew Wiggins played out of his mind this series no, with his rebounding. Do you know who played crazy? Who? Looney. Yeah, he did. You gotta give him. You gotta give him. What did this, he have the last? How many rebounds did he have last game? I believe twenty-two. Yeah. Yeah. This is where Warrior fans get a little delusional because yes, they out rebounded them the first four games, but Ja got hurt, and they had to make adjustments. Maybe game four wasn't the best way to adjust, but game five showed they adjusted well. But the better team made the best adjustment. And the Warriors threw in Looney, and they played Looney, and Looney dominated on the rebounds. I'm going to have to give it to the Warriors on that. For making the better adjustment in the end run, they came back game six and destroyed Memphis. And I hate the fact that that happened. Yeah, but jobbing in there does not affect Memphis's rebounds. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. They switched the whole lineup. How much reps did Steven Adams get in the lineup when Ja was in the lineup, I would say close to none. Yeah, you you don't play Stephen Adams to clog up the lane for Ja Morant. Exactly. So once Ja got hurt, they inserted Stephen Adams and it changed their whole gameplay. They had to insert and and excerpt players where it was needed, and the coaching strategy for that game was immaculate. They didn't win that game because they were the better team. They won that game because they had the better coaching. And that should be a very good sign 
for the Kings for the new head coach. I think if Steven Adams plays the whole series with a healthy jaw, they just don't match. They when don't. You, when they you don't. have, because uh, Steven Adams is a black hole on the offensive end. Yes. And he's, all he's going to do is clog up the middle. John Morant, what does he do best? He gets the ball on the top of the key, takes two dribbles, and he's to the hoop. But if you have Steven Adams at the hoop, you're going to force him to become a jump shooter, and that's not what John Morant does. Exactly. And this is why I feel they play better team ball without John Morant. Whenever John Morant is in the game, they rely on him way too much. They want to spread it out, run ISO, and have John Morant go into the lanes, drive it in, with, and make a miraculous layup with two to three defenders on him. Yep. Instead of throwing it out, to his outlets and shooting the three or either getting a close two. But hey, but Tim, why do you, why do you think the people love him? Yo, John Morant is he's one marketable. Of, he is marketable. That John, the, John Morant is a freak athlete. This man could jump over me with you on my shoulders. I'm not talking about your legs, like your thighs on my shoulders. I'm talking about your feet standing on my shoulders. He could probably jump over to both of us and dunk while we're trying to block it. This man is a freak athlete. With me on his back. <laughs> With you on his back, yes. Still yes, dunk. this man is a freak athlete. Like, it's crazy. Which reminds me of freak athletes. Giannis. This man is a foot this man is a tight end playing basketball. He drives like a freaking football player and I feel like it shouldn't even be legal the way he puts his shoulders down and then gets it in, goes for a dunk afterwards. It just it's 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 disrespectful. Yeah. But it's that's his game and it works and it's amazing. He he plays hard. Giannis plays hard. That's why I love him. Yeah, Giannis is a uh especially seeing how he came into the league, he he was skinnier than Bro Bro is bro. He was though. He was what did Either he he either came to no Giannis was the one who had a fan drive him to a basketball game, yeah, and then he gave them tickets. Yeah. Honestly, I wish I was that fan, and I know you wish you were that fan because you were riding him like crazy hey. last podcast. What you mean he's was so, still he's so humble? Yeah, Giannis is humble. Yo, he is very he is a very humble beast of a man. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm riding him this podcast. <laughs> yeah. He's he's impressive. I'm gonna be sad to see him out of the playoffs, but I'm yes. sure he's gonna be in the playoffs for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I agree with that. This is a really good Bucks team, and they will come back. And I'm so mad the champs didn't get it for the second time, but they'll be back. I think they they have to build a better team around Giannis. They definitely have to build a better team. Yeah. His hurt his back is hurting. Yeah. <laughs> Carrying. Yeah. Definitely. Yes. Alright. That brings us to the conference final matchups. Let's start with Boston and Miami. I we kind of pontificated yeah. on this a little bit yes. earlier. But let's go around the table and give our picks. Should I start or do you want any any one of you guys want to start? I think we should have our guest speaker come out in this one and start first. Who do you think is going to win, Boston or Miami, Jose? I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to go with my man, Jimmy. He's a scoring machine, you know? Walking bucket. Walking bucket. He's very experienced. I mean, his head coach has been there numerous times. Yep, in the, in the finals, for sure. Yeah. That's a good point. He's won a couple. Uh-huh. He's won a couple. A couple. More than a couple. 
Well, yeah, he's 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 been in the organization since '97, so yeah, he's been a part of championships. But head and coaching, he's, he's I think been coaching three. since '93. Yeah, and not to mention that he's learned from one of the best basketball minds that there ever was, Pat Riley. All right. Oh wow! I thought you were gonna say LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Don Juan of South Beach, the OG himself, the Godfather of modern day. Basketball. Hey, that's facts. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go with Boston in this one because even though Eric Sprostra has the experience on Idoka, I just think that he's a really good coach. And in my book, he should have won Coach of the Year. Plus, I think Tatum's the best player. And that that, that hurts me to say that because I'm a big... Big Jimmy Butler fan, but there's something special about this kid Tatum, and I see that he's gonna take each challenge he has met in this in these playoffs. He's growing up before my eyes. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, man. I I was not that big on Tatum in the beginning of these playoffs, but Tatum, yikes! This yeah. man took this man has been taken over and. He's gonna be a problem. He is. He is. Like I was not high on this man, but Tatum is. He's been going off. His numbers has been crazy, and Boston has been playing basketball. Lights out. Basketball. They the, the team is cooperating impeccably, or if that's even a word, I'm gonna make it up if it's not. But the team has been playing impeccably, and I don't think Miami. Even with Jimmy Buckets, we'll have a chance. I'm not going to say that Boston is going to sweep Miami, but Miami's not going to not going to move forward in these playoffs after this after the series in the conference finals. Yeah, I think we talked about it enough. Don't want to beat a dead horse. Let's Even though I already said my that Miami was going to get sweeped, I'm going to retract on my statement from earlier before. You hear that? That's the truck backing up. <laughs> it, it, it might be a, it might be a gentleman's sweep. Like Miami might come in, win game one. Boston's like, eh, we're just trying to see, we're just trying to fill y'all out. But yeah, it's gonna be a seven game battle. It's, it's not though. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Like uh, the beauty of sports, we'll find out in a week or so, right? I mean, but then again, I've been zero for four, but I'm going two and zero this time. I promise you, I'm going two and zero, and it's the Mavs. Doubtful. Yeah. Cool. Great segue. <laughs> Western Conference Finals. Golden State Warriors versus the Mavs. I'm going with the Mavs on this one. Um, and this one is because, hey, that man Luka has proved me wrong time and time again. I doubted him time and time again, but he has shown me maybe he is the best player in the playoffs. And, you know, the three-point GOAT, Stephen Curry, we might see some defense getting played on from this Mavs, and I'm putting I'm putting all my eggs in the basket on Luca and these Mavs. I do think this is gonna be a long series. I'm gonna say Mavs in six. I'm gonna have to disagree with you on this one. The Golden State Warriors have been the best team in the playoffs, and while Luca is a great player, he's still young, and the Warriors have 
veterans that have been through playoff wars. And I'm going to have to go with Steve Kerr and the boys. Just because I've seen it from them before. And I think that this is going to be over in five Warriors. So it will be different when Steve Kerr comes back. That I cannot deny. And it will be a little different in this uh, these series because Mavs won't play similar ball to what Memphis did. But I think Luka Doncic and them boys, is, they're going to come prepare with the Heat. And I ain't talking about Miami. The only thing that scares me about this series is this sedated Golden State Warriors crowd. It's been terrible throughout these playoffs. Yes. No noise, no energy, no enthusiasm. It's been terrible. Yeah, Memphis's crowd was 10 times louder, 10 times more into the game, locked in. I see people standing around looking at the architecture more than they're watching basketball. <laughs> All right? That's terrible. This is the problem when you get a new stadium and ticket prices skyrocket. You price out the real fans. This is not the Roracle that we know. And the fans that pay good money for those tickets should be ashamed of themselves. Because we are the sixth man on the court. We should be helping out our our team, my team, if you're a Golden State Warriors fan. Yeah, that's just my two cents on it. This is gentrification at its best or worst. I like how you said or worst. And I could have not said that better myself. The fans right now during these playoffs, these fans are not supporting the Warriors like they did when they were winning championships in Oakland. And it's very noticeable. Mm. Me being a non-Warriors fan, I'm going to have to say, I need y'all to step up if y'all want y'all team to win these finals because y'all play a big part in this. I've been I've been to multiple Warriors playoff games, even a finals game. Even in the first round in the Roracle, nobody sat down. Nobody. Everybody's on their feet the whole forty eight minutes that the game's on. I mean, that's just my two cents on it. It's yeah. Kinda makes me sad. But hey, I don't got enough money to go, so it is what it is. Yo, it's crazy how like once a team is doing good and they move, the ticket sales rise like crazy. Yep. And before, to go to a playoff game, you just had to pick up some uh, OT, some extra shifts, and then you could bring you and your yes. family. Now you got to take a second mortgage. Yes. Now you got to, like, take a second job, start selling drugs on the side. You know, it's, it's crazy. You got you got to do some Oakland activities it just to afford these tickets. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I don't blame anybody that would rather feed their children than go to a game. But come on, Warriors, we could do a little bit better. Maybe have a discount for some fans in Oakland. Maybe that would be, you know, a, a good way to 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 bring in some noise. Yeah. You know? Yo, I remember um, it was a game in Houston. Uh, my girl was going to that game. And the fans in Houston, there were so many Warrior fans in Houston that it was louder than the Warrior, than the actual Rockets fans in Houston. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was telling me that... Uh, the the Warriors team personnel 
were grabbing all the fans that was at the the Rocket Stadium and telling them the game is finna start after halftime after halftime and bringing them down to their seats just so they can make noise. And I feel like this current Warriors team isn't even doing stuff like that in their own home stadium. We got home court advantage, but is it really home court advantage now? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't think there's an easy solution. I know you got to make money, but there has to be a middle ground, you know? Yeah, the vibe is definitely different. Maybe get some kids in there, you know? Uh, you know, uh, when I was growing up, we used to get free tickets from the youth center to go to Warriors games. Maybe reach out like that. But let's be honest, when we were growing up, the Warriors were not winning. <laughs> we was going to games for free. Let's talk about the MVP. All right. A yes. Lot, a lot of people have Jokic as the MVP. Not a lot of people. The NBA. The NBA. Yeah. The NBA. Sorry. Correction. That's why, that's Correction. Why he got the MVP. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying the NBA was right. I'm just saying the NBA called him MVP. Hmm. Yeah. Correction. The MVP <laughs> of the league, Nikola Jokic. Do I agree? No, absolutely not. My MVP is Joel Embiid. Uh, I mean, my MVP was, I got to go with the football player, Giannis. I mean. Greek freak. The Greek freak. Yep. The genetic guy. monster. Genetic monster. I think he, he had a monster season this year. And I feel like he gets he gets robbed often. It's just like when Michael Jordan was in the league. You could have gave it to him every year, and you could give it to Giannis every year. He plays lights out, and he is just a pure, a flat-out winner, right? And to me, being a winner is very important in the MVP race. And Jokic just does not pass the eyeball test. He does not affect winning like he should, like an MVP should affect winning. He's a stat stuffer. He's a stats geek's wet dream. <laughs> but my MVP, Joel Embiid. Easy. The guy yeah. is dominant. He should have won it last year. I think he should have won it this year. Average uh, average over 30 points. Last person to do it since Shaq. And you know played what? through injury in the in the um the the semifinals. Yeah. You know what? You 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 might have gotten me again. I forgot all about Joel Embiid. Scoring title last time since Shaq. I don't remember the year, but it was a very long time ago. The man played with a face mask and then got hurt with the face mask in the playoffs. Like Joel Embiid is a stat stuffer just like you said with Jokic and I completely forgot about his lights out season. This man is not to ride him, but he's incredible. Yeah. That was he scoring champ, first of all, yeah. as a center. Stretch five, yeah. Dominates in the paint, affects you defensively. Yeah. Not let not to mention that he's probably one of the toughest guys in the NBA. Played with a torn Ligament in his thumb, shattered bone in his face, and a myriad of other injuries. 
And if Philly was a better run organization and kept Jimmy Buckets like we stated before, they'd Yikes. probably be in the conference Yikes. finals. Yikes. That would have been scary. Yeah. If Jimmy scary. Buckets was on the current Sixers team, they would probably go to the finals. I think they're better than Boston. Be- just because I have so much love for Joel Embiid. Yeah. yeah. I mean, unless Harden just had to shoot uh, two shots in the second half and score none of them. But, yeah. I don't think Jimmy Buckets would have that <laughs> yeah, same he, problem. He probably would. Okay? He yeah. probably would have fought Harden. Like, like, bro, you're not going to shoot twice and not score this whole half. Nah. He's an alpha male. He wouldn't let that happen. Facts. Yeah. Yeah, Harden is definitely a beta. Yep. Definitely. For sure. Same. And it's coming from a fan of Harden. Uh, like, a super fan of Harden. I'm, I'm so disappointed in Harden. But he had a he had a beta series. I'm yeah. sorry, Harden. But mm. it was the worst performance I've ever seen from you in my life. And probably not the last. It's downhill from here, Tim. Downhill from here, bro. Promise you that. Damn. I can't even disagree with you on that one. Man. But hopefully Joel comes back healthy and... One day he'll win MVP. Jokic, he, he's, he's getting it soon. He's yeah. getting it soon. I don't think Jokic is a bad player by any means. Yeah. I think he, he he's uh, he he could do it all, but he should. Denver should be winning more than they are. I know they've been hurt, but if Jokic is the MVP, he they they got bounced out of the first round too easy. I mean, honestly, I can't even name anybody else on that team. If you're Jokic, you should have carried your team like Giannis did. At least Giannis took it to That's Game true. Seven in the second That's round, true. right? That's true. Giannis took the team on his back. He carried said, him to the second he round. He said, "Middleton, you ain't here. I don't care. Get on my back too. We all out here. Yeah, <laughs> we all out here with meat." Yep. Now, that Game Seven was a flop, but Giannis tried his best. Yo, that yeah. Without Giannis on that team, they probably are a twenty-win team. Yeah. And without Giannis on that team, they would have put up a Phoenix performance today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Performance? It looked like they got stuck in the locker room, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It wasn't a performance. It was more like a withdrawal from the game. Might as well. Hey, that would have been less embarrassing. Yeah, right? If <laughs> they would have just forfeited, it would have been... Yeah. Your two star players wouldn't have had 21 points combined. Yeah. That sounds like a six-man stat. Yeah. That's not like 21.66. That's definitely a six-man stat. Yeah. Well, three for 14. Devin Booker, we got to do better than that, please. We got to. We got to. Next year, I know you guys are coming back stronger, and hopefully not. I mean, I don't want to just disrespect Chris Paul because he is a legend in the NBA. But hopefully next year you guys come back better and, you know, Chris Paul retires. Well, interesting. He just stated that. He's coming back for another year. His age, 37 to 38 year. Yikes. I mean, he can still play regular season. No, oh, man. yes, yes. He is a regular season monster, but he is a playoff Baker no show. Yeah, no show. He's a, he, yeah. There, there's nobody who makes their teammates look worse than Chris Paul and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> that's, that's saying a lot. Big business, man. Big business. Yeah. And that takes us to our next point. Money in sports. Yo. All right. Let's talk about the most... So, Forbes came out with the top 
10 paid athletes. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please tell me McGregor was number one. Nope. You lying. Yeah, he wasn't. You lying. Yep. No way. Messi, LeBron, and Ronaldo. They were the top three. Wow. But that brings... Wow. Yeah. I can see it, but I can't see it. Yeah, soccer's I, an international sport. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That makes sense, though. Yeah. But damn. Mm-hmm. I thought McGregor would have been like number one, number two, and number three. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he had a, he had an inactive year, so that definitely played a role in it. That makes sense. Yeah. But that for me, sense. if I had to give my top three most marketable, not how much money in the future or especially how I see it now, I put... Stephen Curry up there. I think he's very marketable. He has a baby face. You know what I'm saying? Good looking kid. He has a family. Uh, Mr. America. That's not very marketable. I think I feel is. like like the Stephen Curry is out there like a goody two-shoe. Mm-hmm. And that's what companies want. But that's not what the people want. Yeah, but... People want to... People want the bad boy. Let's be honest. Yeah, but companies Ma- Males pay and the money. female alike. We all want the bad boy. I mean, it, it it sucks saying it, but like, waking who, me, bro. who are you going to pay to see? You're going to pay to see the family man, or you going to pay to see the badass? Having I'm going to play. Having the time of his life. I'm going to pay to see Stephen Curry. Yeah. He's, he's, when he's hot, nobody gets hotter. Uh, he, he puts fans in the seat. But I can I can see why I can see why um, he wouldn't be the most marketable for some brands, but most brands want a squeaky clean image. That's true though. I could see. I'm not gonna lie. Like I could see Stephen Curry as being very marketable in the good guy way because his his whole past has been like perfect. Mm. But this new controversy, this new controversy that's been happening with him, I don't believe any of it. First of all, like I don't believe. None of that. Like, there's no way any of this is true. Yeah. But I feel like part of this could bring up his market because people are so interested in watching someone's downfall. But I, I still don't agree that Stephen Curry is one of the most marketable. But I feel like this has definitely boosted his campaign for marketability, seeing drama and all this other stuff happen. Yeah. But he's a... If he wins another championship, and this is why I'm saying into the future of, oh, of marketing, yeah. if he wins another championship, he'll be yeah. a four-time champion yeah. and still have a team to compete for more. So he could end up with six championships, especially if Kuminga develops, That's Wiseman true. actually plays, Moody is a question mark. We don't know about that. Second on my list, Conor McGregor. Because he was in Hold that on, game, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Second on your list, yes. Second on Brian Cow's list is the Conor McGregor. Yep, the notorious be, one behind the. Sorry, the notorious Conor McGregor is behind Stephen Curry. Yeah, on Brian Cow's list. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I I, 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 I want to hear this. Yeah, I see that when Conor is at his prime. When he's at his best, and he's actually active, he probably is the most marketable. But we—he's not always active, and he's not at his best right now. Or we haven't seen him at his best for years, right? Mm-hmm. But to this day, his name is still valid. 
Look at uh, UFC 274. <laughs> Everybody's calling him out. Everybody's calling him out. People that aren't even in his weight division are calling him out. After a crazy knockout, the first thing they do is take the mic from Joe Rogan and call out <laughs> Conor McGregor. Because they know if they fight Conor McGregor, it's blockbuster. a blockbuster, blockbuster and a huge payday. Their biggest payday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Michael Chandler wants to fight. He's a he has a he had that amazing knockout. Charles Oliveira called him out. He's to me he's champion, even though it's vacant, number one contender, whatever. They'll probably make that a championship fight. That's yeah. huge money. Yo, but, yo, if if that fight does happen, I I don't even want to say I guarantee you because it's it's not even me guaranteeing it. It's just a fact that yeah. that would be a big fight. Yeah. If I was Connor, I wouldn't want to fight Oliveira. Oliveira seems uh, unbeatable right now. He's a terrible matchup for Connor. But money wise, it yeah, would be a wise. big fight. Yeah. And but, I'm I'm agreeing with you on that. I'm not I'm not trying to fight Oliveira. Hey, Connor could fight me tomorrow and he'll make money. Facts. It's not about that. Facts. He'll 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 still make. Whoever. He'll still make a lot more money than a lot of these other MMA fighters. Mm. So and y'all can box. <laughs> whatever. He, he <laughs> People yeah. gonna pay for anything but Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If Conor McGregor put out a pay-per-view of him shaving his balls, people would still buy that. Hey, I put ain't gonna lie. numbers up. That's different, though. That's different. Yeah. like i was saying if he returns to form and he is a world champion again that'd be the biggest thing in sports and he'll be the most marketable person in sports taking that spot from curry but that's a big if honestly what what you just said is imagine imagine in the hypothetical world Let's say Connor did come back to the UFC and dominated like he did. Goat. Yeah. And he's he's already basically the goat of his division. But if he were to win a title again, mm-hmm. coming back to the UFC, yo, that would be crazy. Because right would- now, for me, pound for, pound for pound, best fighter in all of mixed martial arts is Charles Dubronx Oliveira. And if Connor comes back, <laughs> do Bronx, do Bronx, again, nobody. Hey, now that we have an IG, please, Brazilian fans, hit us. I'm still confused though why people. We gonna, we gonna have to put do Bronx in yeah. our bio. We have to, so we can get a translation. Please. And brings me to my point. If he comes in, Connor, if he comes in and knocks out Charles Oliveira and claims the Yo. light heavyweight, I mean lightweight championship of the world. That would be... He would be the biggest thing in sports. Wild. Yeah. Yes. And yes. That after, would be wild. And after that, he can print his own money. Yo. We're going to have to make a $3 bill with Conor McGregor's face, face on it. Face on it. I like that. I like that. That's... Yeah. And he would the probably luck. be the greatest mixed martial artist ever. No doubt. Yes. $3 bill. Luck of the Irish. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, sorry. It's four leaf clover. He would have to make a $4 bill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We should keep that for sure. He is Irish, right? For sure. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, let's go on to number three on my list. Even though, begrudgingly, I'm You going, love that word, 
begrudgingly. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna have to add that to my vocabulary. Yeah. What does I it? Don't... What does it even mean to be honest? It means unwilling. Ah, uh-huh, I like yeah. that. But Sorry Jake Paul sounds stupid. Jake, Jake Paul, yes. That guy to me is a joke, but he's a Disney star, a YouTube sensation. Yeah. A viral hit maker, you know, and. These boxing matches that he he's put up, numbers, numbers, they numbers. They, put on, they they do better. They do better than, than than prize fighting like fake fighting puts <laughs> on more puts more numbers up than championship level boxing. Yo, yeah, he he gets eyeballs, so he has to be a marketable athlete. And I say athlete because I love boxing. He's not that bad, all right? I could tell that he's really trained. Now, is he going to be Tyron Woodley, legit knockout. Yeah, he... he legit. Ice cold. Ice yeah. cold. Yeah, he, that, that, that white boy packs some power. He's, yes. Uh, yeah. And, yes. And you know what? He trains. I can't take that away from him. He does have potential. Now, is he ever going to be a champion? No. Hell no. But we're talking about sports marketing. And that... that He's, that, he's, that man can market. He's probably the most marketable boxer, boxer quotations, in the game right now. All right. And he's only had what, a handful of fights. Yeah. He's he's still an amateur boxer in my opinion, in my estimation. But <laughs> hopefully, yeah. hopefully he gets uh, some more challenging fights. But you know what? He's young enough. I think he can make some noise. But one thing that is definite: when he puts on an event, people watch. I'm gonna be honest though. I I don't want to see him fight a legit boxer. I, I really don't want to because I want him to keep this steamroll of marketability. Like once he loses, uh-huh. it's over. Yeah, it's over. That's why he doesn't want to fight. And and it's not like he will lose to like the best boxer. He will lose to an amateur just like him. And I don't want to see it happen yeah. because I like this runner he's on. Hmm. I don't. I think he's a he's bad for the sport, but also. But, but also, uh, I, he, he's good for the sport in some ways. He's bringing attention to it. I, I, w- I would like to see him step up a competition. But on his trajectory, he's... Like, if you were really going to become a, a boxer, your amateur career, you fight tomato cans for the first 10 fights. <laughs> so he's fighting tomato cans. He's not going to... Yeah, he's not going to... fighting step. tomato cans and mailmans. Like, it's... He's not fighting anybody not impressive. Good. No, but he, he probably, I, I don't have the hard numbers in front of me, but he probably made more money last year than almost. He's definitely made more money last year than any UFC fighter made in the year, except Conor McGregor. Yeah, except for the few exceptions, yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. The, he, yeah. Like I said, he gets eyeballs, man. Maybe for the right reasons, maybe for the wrong reasons, but it doesn't matter to him. Guy gets facts, paid. Facts. And, yeah. and that's really what it comes down to. Yep. That moolah. Yes, sir. Number four. I have LeBron James. LeBron. All right? The ageless you got another, wonder. Another family, man. Yeah. Ageless wonder. He has same thing for Curry. He has a clean reputation. Uh, and his skill level has not diminished at all. This and man is 72. Balling. Yeah. He, he, he's going to be... He's going to play with his grandchildren. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see him slowing down at all. 
And not to mention he's in L.A. currently. Even if he was playing for another team, he yeah. still has yeah. his fingers all over L.A. Yo, legend has it, my grandma played him in a one-on-one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. She lost, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happy 90th to my grandma. Mm-hmm. It was yesterday. Wow. Shout out to Tim's grandma. <laughs> but yeah, needless to say, LeBron is James is probably going to be on that list for years to come. If, if you're a company and you want attention, LeBron James is not a bad way to go. Right? He's not. Yeah, he has, he has multiple outlets. He has his own production production company. He has uh, multiple shows in the works. Man, he's, he's, he's going to be a mogul. He's going to be a mogul pretty soon. And if he's not a billionaire already, he will be shortly. And that's I feel like LeBron is definitely going to buy an NBA team soon. Yep. Maybe. Just like Jordan. Maybe he's going to buy it while he's still playing. Because I don't see him retiring anytime soon. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And like I said, very, very marketable. You want to be in the LeBron James business. Yeah. LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. This might shock you, and I'm predicting this into the future. Christian Pulisic. Why, why didn't you make him, like, number six or something? I feel like, I, I don't mean to, to knock your list, but I feel like Michael Jordan had to be in the most marketable player ever. Like, no matter what he does, Michael Jordan will sell. He is, he's retired how long ago? Yeah. But that's why I came up with the list because I wanted conversation. True. I, I wanted this. True. You know, uh, True. I don't have any particular order of the most marketable. I'm just ranking them off the dome like I did this podcast. Literally True. zero notes again. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I think Pulisic in the next few years because soccer is the fastest growing sport in America, and yeah. Christian is. A big part of Chelsea, my dad's favorite football team, football club, right? And if he leads the U.S. to make some noise in the World Cup, his star is just going to shoot straight up. And you know, he has the face that he has the face that that a company wants to put in front of their brand, and home homegrown American yeah. soccer superstar. Yeah. He's not there yet, but I think in the next few years, he will easily, easily become a, a Lionel Messi of the USA. And you know, it's funny because it reminds me of one of America's favorite soccer players, David Beckham. Even though he's not American, he is one of America's favorite soccer players. And you bringing him up really reminds me of David Beckham. His marketability is the sky is the limit. Yeah, he might not be American, but he's definitely a adopted son of America for Facts. sure. Yeah, I think he owns a team in Miami, a soccer club in Miami. Oh, that's lit. And I don't know if they live here full time, but I think they do in LA. The Beckhams. I, I think they do too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not not American, but American. All yeah, not American <laughs> but American. Yeah. All right, let's go to my favorite segment of the night. It is time. For lock of the week and underdog of the week with Brian Cavi. Yeah. We went 1-4-2 last week. 
Uh, Philly lost by 30 points, and I had you guys, and I had myself taking them and the points. So really, we lost by 33 and a half. Close, close game. But Boston came through, my underdog of the week. They dominated on Monday, and they were uh, technically a one-point dog. My underdog of the week. I'm going to have to ride the hot hand, take Boston. The line came out today, Boston plus two. I take that. I even drop the points and go with the money line. Boston money line, they're going to upset Miami. And my lock of the week, I have Max Verstappen winning the Spanish Grand Prix. All right? He's a plus 125. I take him all the way. He's been riding hot. That Red Bull has is the superior machine. Now, Charles Leclerc, he might give him a run for his money. But my lock of the week, Max Verstappen in that Red Bull. And this has been Keeping Score with Tim Jordan and Brian Cow. Thank you all for tuning in for our second special episode of this two-week period. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good week.